I try to talk to them with compassion and it being myself. I put myself in their shoes. The doctors, sometimes I have to bring them back for consults because sometimes it's a lot. And that gives me time to actually like think what I'm gonna say to them, make sure I'm not trying to sell it to them. I'm trying to tell them what the doctor recommends and what is the best option for them and make sure that I go over it with them thoroughly and that they understand what they're coming back for. Haley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. What a great event. <laughs> it is. It is. It is great event. We're sitting in church. That's right. In Dothan, Alabama. Yes. Did I say that correctly? Dothan, yes. Dothan. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> You're doing good. Yeah. But it was so much fun. I remember when you reached out. So first of all, we've been we've been working together for a long time. I'm going to try to hold the mic. Yes. Um, and then we were trying to get you out to Chicago. Yes. It was exciting. Very exciting. For and the then event. COVID happened. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then Unfortunately. we had to pause that. And and then after that, I was so happy to hear when you reached out about the event. And yes. I remember you were so unusual about asking about this event. We get bombarded. Right. People say, come to my event, pay $10,000. Right. And uh, you can have your table or not, but just pay us the money. Mm -hmm. And so you reached out, you're like, can you help us? We've been working together for a long time. Yes. And you're like, and and I was like, okay, so it's probably gonna be like a couple thousand dollars. And you said, $500? Yes. And then I asked you this one question that I told everybody. And I said, well, it's probably, in my head, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be some smaller than 20 people. And I said, how many people are gonna be attending? And you're like, 300? And I think right there, I said, okay, <laughs> no, of course we're gonna be there. Yes. And we're gonna support. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to learn more about you, like your upbringings and <laughs> how you grew up and you okay. briefly told me about the story, how you almost made it to Minnesota, but you didn't make it to New York and yes, it's yes. just fascinating. Yes. So, um, I am a hometown girl. I'm from Hartford, Alabama, and, um, I do have a Southern accent, that Southern, <laughs> Southern bell draw. Um, I have grew up in Hartford. I graduated from there. I went to Enterprise for two years to junior college and then I transferred to Troy and graduated from there and I actually have a graphic design degree. Wow. So <clears throat> I did that. I did it for a little while and then my husband and I got pregnant with our first child and I told him, you know, where I was working at, it was just, I was just driving too far, uh, wasn't making enough money and he's like, look, just stay home, you know, the Lord's going to provide for us. So, and of course he did and I ended up getting a dental assisting job in Hartford. And I worked there for about a year and a half, and then the door opened up with Dr. Markham, and I've been with him for nine years. Yeah, Geneva so, Family Dentistry. Yes, Geneva Family Dentistry, yes. Yeah. That's so cool. So, okay, so you, you, but tell us a little bit about your bringing. Like, I'm still curious. <laughs> tell us the story about that Minnesota trip. So, I didn't, my sister has went to Minnesota. Um, I went to New York, but um, our... Our hometown has a sister city, which is in Litchville, Minnesota. So our FFA program goes to Minnesota. So my sister has gotten to go to Minnesota, and then they send delegates down here to stay in our home. So I've got to meet the uh, people from Minnesota, which, you know, it's a lot different from us, right. like the pop or what's the pop? either Coke or Pepsi. And, then of course, they never would tell you, like, 
you want Coke? Do you want Coke or do you want Pepsi? No, I just want pop. Well, I just need to know what pop is because we have <laughs> labels on our right. on our drinks. Um, but you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, is in different. Minnesota, they don't. I clearly can. <laughs> Who cares? They um, just a lot of different stuff. You know, they got to eat peanuts down here. That's the big thing for the wiregrass. Um, you know, my sister got to go up there. She got to milk cows. Um, hockey. You know, we don't have yeah. hockey around here. Um, so she got to do that. And, uh, so I think it's just, just different cultures, you know, um, everybody fascinating. Yes. How South and North are like almost different countries. Very much so. Yes. And the weather, you know, we're so used to the humidity and it hot and gnats, mosquitoes and, you know, up North, it's like a totally different, you know, the whole atmosphere, the air is totally different from down here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you 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 haven't been to Minnesota, so people came to visit you, but then you got a chance to go to New York. Yes, I went to New York. The real cold. Yes, I went. Um, I think I told you maybe like 2007, 2008. I went when I was at Troy University. I got a scholarship to um, go with our our theater program and our design program. Um, got to go. So of course I was scared to death because it's the first time I've ever flown before. So we flew, it it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, We flew a little plane from Montgomery to Atlanta and that wasn't bad. I thought that was probably going to be pretty rough, but it wasn't bad. Um, I did. We we got on the plane at like four o'clock in the morning. Mm. So um, I was scared to death. I was sick to my stomach and I called my mom and I'm like, mama, you know, I don't think I can get on this plane. Uh, She's like, you're okay. You know, I'd already took a dram of me and she's like, eat some crackers, drink a Sprite. You'll be fine. Got on the plane. I was perfectly fine. It was great. And then we flew from Atlanta to LaGuardia and it's just like amazing to me because I don't, I'm not a traveler. Like I've never been to a lot of places before. Like Alabama, Georgia, Florida is my, (laughs) my Mm go-to places. Um, but yeah, it's totally different atmosphere. I was not used to like the subways, the taxis, like it being so packed everywhere. Like you're just touching everybody and we're not used to that here in the South at all. And especially the subways. I have a funny story about the subway. So we get on at nighttime. Like we have our professors that go with us. Um, you know, each group usually had a different professor that was with them. So it was probably about five or six of us and, and a professor. So I, we go to get off the subway, the doors close on me and I'm left in the subway by yourself, yeah, by myself while wow. everyone else is out of the subway. And, and I like freak out, you know, I, do, I'm, I have my hands on the glass, like, you know, what do and I then do? Like, yes. I'm like, what do I do? You know, it's, it's not going to open back up. And so like some of the people around me are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm not from here. You know, what do I need to do? And they're like, when you get to the next stop, get off and then go back. And I was like, I don't want to go by myself, you know? And I'm like crying, like on the phone with them. Like somebody's got to hurry and come get me. But they were all laughing at me. They thought it was funny. I did not think it was funny though. Yeah. I didn't like being left by myself. Well, but that's, that's so interesting, right? So you, but take the same person from New York, put them in the middle of the farm and have the real geese. Yes. Chase these people. That's right. right. They will try to take pictures for Instagram, think that yes. it's cute mm-hmm. until it's not cute. <laughs> somebody bites them in the rear end. Until it's not cute. That's yeah. right. Does this That's still right. work? This is this is totally not related to anything. When I grew up, uh, I used to go to, to the village where my parents grew up a lot. And these real geese, right? Mm-hmm. They can run after you. 
as soon as they see it. then the only thing to stop them was like to pretend that you're a snake that you would do this not the sound like <laughs> yes. and then they stop does mm -hmm. it work i don't know i've never tried that really i've never tried how do that. people usually stop them if they're running to you i don't well most of the time if i've ever had them run to me i usually have food in my hand oh so, because we do like to feed them a lot. Like, um, there's some parks in Enterprise that yeah. there's some at, you know, but most of the time everybody has food, so you feed them. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever, like, actually been, like, attacked by one. It's not all. like Canadian goose. No. No, no, no. no. These, it's totally different. Right. These guys can, like, go after you. Yes. Okay. Totally different. Cool. Totally different. Like, so, you know, we deal with, uh, you know, like, snakes when it's hot. Oh, We wow. have a lot of snakes. Um, <laughs> of course, we have a lot of possums, raccoons, you know, like those kind of animals, you know, which hunting is a big thing yeah. here in the South. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we deal with all those kind of, yeah. Kind of animals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which you can't deal with in New York. If you live in a big city. Yes. Forget about it. Which is, which is also interesting. So if we go back to the dental practice, so how long ago did you start with, uh, Geneva? I've been February this year. I was with Dr. Markham nine years. Nine That's mm -hmm. amazing. Nine That's years. a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people try to poke you around and ask them to join their office. Um, I maybe had a couple who have asked, but I'm, you know, I'm so blessed to work for Dr. Markham and Dr. Rowell. It's it's a great practice. It's a great family practice. Um, and it's I enjoy it one because my family's in Geneva, so it's. You know, it's so convenient for me because my kids go to Geneva to school. My home is in Geneva. Um, it's just a great place to live for my husband and I, you know, and it's just, I've seen us, our practice has grown so much. I say our, like it's mine, but, you know, being with Dr. Markham and watching the practice grow from, since I've been there, it's just been amazing and how we've helped people. Um, it's just amazing. I never could have known that the practice could grow that much, you know, being from where we are in a rural area, it's, um, it's just, you know, from Geneva to Dothan, that's a big difference. Right. You know, yeah. so, yeah. um, you're closer to Florida than anything else. Correct. Yeah. We're set. Well, when I lived in Hartford, we were seven minutes from the Florida line. So yeah. now it's like literally two minutes down the road till you get to the Florida line. So, yeah. Wow, it's just so fascinating. <laughs> Go so, to the beach for the day. <laughs> right. When uh, when you joined um, Dr. Martin, how big was the practice? Was it the same building? It was the same building. So he has remodeled and made it bigger. Um, there was two assistants, two two assistants, two hygienists, and two people up front. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yes. Not a big no. practice. And, and okay. that was... So, yeah, because we had three rooms for him to work out of and then the two hygienists and then we had our front office. Okay. So when you think about the growth of the practice, what do you think makes a practice like Geneva successful? Like, why did you guys grow? I think our commitment to our patients, how we care for them. We love them. We treat them like they want to be treated. You know, um, it's... You know, a lot of people say like dentistry is about money. They just want to make money. But we actually have that compassion and care for patients and want to take care of them and do the right thing for them. And both of the doctors, they go above and beyond to do whatever they can for you. Um, you know, sometimes you see a lot of sad stories in dental offices, you know, just what people have gone through and, um, you know, if they've had a hard life and they didn't have 
the funds to take care of their teeth and now they do and now they just want to you know we don't try to be all you can be and do like a whole restorative work on you we just try to get you where you need to be and make sure that you're happy and you get your smile back Mm -hmm. Um, but we have a lot of all of our girls at our office just the compassion they have for people I mean from the time you walk into the door like and I mean of course I work at the front too but when somebody hits that door I want you to be saying hey like let them see a smile on your face because that may be the only smile they see that day right you know so um it's just it's just grown there's just a lot of love at our office do you think it's an advantage to being in a small community or a disadvantage? Well, being from a small community, I mean, I'm not used to anything else, but I mean, we have so many, where we're located at, we see people, a lot of people from Florida. So they come across, you know, to see us. Well, a lot of it's word of mouth. The majority of it's word of mouth. You know, we have done some radio ads, um, but most of the time, it's just word of mouth, you know, people come into our office, which is a great thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's probably being in a small community. Yes. Yeah, and probably kids go to the same place and same practice, same everything. Yes. And we have a great, like, we see a lot of pediatric kids, too. You know, we're not a pediatric office, but um, we see a lot of kids. We have a cute playroom, you know, in our um since they added on, they added this little playroom. Yeah, on the left side. Yes. Come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. And kids love it. They know exactly where to go when they hit that door. They come in there and they go play. They know their hygienist. All of our hygienists are great. You know, they just, um, Kayla used to work at a pediatric office. Um, she's great with kids. Like, we just make it fun for them. So, because it's scary going to the doctor or the dentist. Right. Um, we just try to make it fun for them. Yeah. Can you give any specific examples? Because a lot of times when I talk to, like if I would, I hope it's not going to come off the wrong way. If you and I sit down and it's any office that I would interview, most people will say we have a culture, we have, you know, we really take care of our patients. But there's really something unique when I go to your office. When I went yesterday, everybody smiled. They all (laughs) wanted to know who I am. Yes. You know, I didn't want to bug Dr. Markham because I knew he's going to be busy. And I thought, you know, like I'll just come back the next time. So are there any examples that you think set apart your practice from others? And not necessarily to pick on others. I'm just curious, yeah. what do you guys do different? Maybe some people morning huddles, some mm-hmm. people the way they see patients. Obviously, you probably know every patient by name when they come in. You don't have to look at the schedule. You already yeah. know you know, Mrs. Johnson or somebody mm-hmm. else comes in, right? So are there any examples that you can share? Every single one of those that you just really? said. I mean, like literally, um, we do morning huddle. We, you know, we talk about our day, um, who our new patients are. And we are all like our front day. De- I mean, each part of our team is set apart. You know, the front desk, when you walk in that door, even though I've been there the longer than anybody, I try to my hardest. I look at the schedule, of course, but I try to remember your name, your face, so I can say, "Hey, Miss Jones. Hey, Mister Jones. How are you today?" You know, because it's different. It's patient. People enjoy that. They don't want to go into an office and shine a sheet of paper and you just kind of ignore right. them when they walk right. in. They know that you actually care about them. That you know who they are, what they're here for. Um, it's same for the doctors and the hygienists. They know what you're coming in for. They explain it to you and, you know, they make sure that you're at ease with everything and talk to you about your home care and what you can do, how to prevent things. Um, 
just having that one on one relationship with them. Um, you know, and I know we're from a small town, but we see a lot of patients, a right. lot of patients. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I try to, even if I don't know who they are and they're a new patient, you can kind of gather them from like, I try to see people before they walk in the door. So I make sure, you know, like I try to stand up to greet them when they come in the door, you know, if there's anything I can do for them, you know, we have a coffee bar, you know, if you want some coffee or water or anything, show them where the bathroom's at. Because most of the time at offices, you don't get that. You get, okay, sign your name in right here, give me your insurance card, driver's license, and we're done. Right. And people don't, you know, a lot of places aren't personable anymore. Yeah. And people like, you may be the only person that they see that day or they, you know, they don't get it out, out a lot. They may be an elderly person, you know, and it's, I don't know, just showing that love to them. Right. You know, and it comes from all aspects of our team. I noticed something in the office. I didn't get a chance to see the entire office. Mm -hmm. Hopefully next time I will. But I asked to use the bathroom because I drove yes. for a couple hours. So the ladies were super nice, said, just go straight to the right and mm -hmm. then there's a door. And what I notice as I go in, there's a whiteboard mm -hmm. with pictures. Yes. Was it on purpose on that in that particular space or it just happened to be there? No. The board with pictures. No. Well, before we built... Um... I always say we. I shouldn't quit say that. Dr. Parker and then build onto the practice. I kind of like that you say we, though. <laughs> I, I, I feel a I'm lot a, of people listening would be jealous. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm a part of his family. So, and I've, you know, I've got to see everything, you know, while he's done this. And it's just, I, I guess it's he incredible. would be okay if I say we. Of course. <laughs> and I'm okay telling you, people would we. die for it. Like, if their team members will say we. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to be a part of a family, of course. Um, but before. He built onto the practice. That was where our we what we call our kids club. So we would take pictures of the kids. We would get consent from their parents to make sure that we could print them, you know, put them on social social media or whatever, and then we would put them there. Well, when they built onto the practice, we have a hygiene wing and then we have a doctor's wing. So the okay. doctor's side has five rooms, and then on the hygiene wing, there's four. Okay. Four rooms. Okay. So we moved and added another board um, over near Kayla's room, and it um, there's a little sign above it. It says something about children and little things. I can't remember off the top of my head. But we had the little Instapic cameras now, so we take their kids' pictures, let it dry, and they get to put it up themselves. So we had that. But the ones going towards our bathroom um, are mostly us and our like our families. Um, you know, like if we do like events like today, like I'll try to go and print off pictures. So just so you can see kind of what's happening in the office, you know, not cause not everybody gets to see like the hygienist, you know, sometimes they're just on the doctor's side. So we try to print pictures of that and, you know, our kids and stuff like that. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I mean, the more I talk to offices that are, uh, not in the big city, the more I get the feel of. Um, this kind of family. Yes. Family feeling, getting to know patients, not rushing through. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's even a luxury for you guys. Because a lot of offices in the city, they're competing with, you know, five other dentists in the same block. Mm -hmm. And then they need to go, 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 go. Right. To get the productions and get the numbers mm -hmm. up and stuff like that. And they, they don't get a chance to even... Just say hello to a patient, right? Yeah. So it's like becomes so weird. Mm -hmm. We voice. try to have that like one-on-one -on -one relationship with mm -hmm. the patients, you know, like from 
we've said it before, like have being like a dental spa, like mm -hmm. having a neck pillow or having a blanket or playing the kind of music you like or turning on the TV show that you like, you know, because it's frightening going to the dentist. Nobody, right. you know, it's not something that everybody wants to do every day. And we hear that every day, you know, so we want to try to make, or if you want to put your AirPods in and listen to music while they work on you, you know, it's just different stuff like that. Cause I remember growing up, going to the dentist, it, it's like it always had that same smell you went into and you just got your teeth clean and right. you know, that was oh, it. Oh, we know that smell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that same, same, which I, I will say our office does not smell that way. We it try doesn't. to make it smell good. Um, so uh, that's one thing. We like to uh, do like little scentsy things to make it smell different in the office. Right. So you were a dental assistant. Yes. Oh. And then recently you complete, completed a hygiene school. Yes, I did. And what is your title now or what, what do you do now? I am actually a treatment coordinator. Okay. Yes. So I actually, um, after I had um, our second child, Landry Kate, she's five now. So I started this five years ago. Um, Dr. Markham asked if I would like to be a treatment coordinator. So like what I do is... I go over treatment with patients that's like big treatment, like stuff that's actually like major, um, you know, your crowns, bridges. And I'm able to explain stuff to patients that typically they probably wouldn't ask in the room. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, maybe they didn't have time in the back and I'm able, they can come, we have a consult room and they can come in there and sit with me and I can shut the door and actually explain. talk to them and yeah. explain stuff to them. Um, go over the financials with them, you know, and give them different options. You know, like sometimes you could get an implant or a bridge or something else and just explain all their options to them. Right. Um, show them models of, of what treatment needs to be done. So um, that's what I do. How do you feel about it? Like what was your first reaction when Dr. Markham asked you about this job? Oh, I was excited. Like, I, I mean, like I assisted – um, so before that I would have been an assistant for five years. Um, and at that point I didn't want to go to hygiene school. Like I didn't think that I wanted to do that. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's great. So I still would assist if needed, but, um, mostly like I would check the patients out and then talk to them about their treatment and then get them scheduled back for um, the doctor. So I'm pretty much like over the doctor's schedule. Um, and I just try to make sure that their day flows flows good for them. You know, that it's not crazy, which crazy. Some, sometimes, sometimes it can it be. Crazy. Yes. Yes. What was, you know how some people think that treatment coordinator is being a salesperson and they get a bad vibe. You don't seem that way. You <laughs> seem excited about it. No, I hope not. I, ho okay. I hope I'm not. Um, I, you know, I try to talk to them, um, you know, with compassion and, and it being myself. I put myself in their shoes. Um you know, the doctors, sometimes I have to bring them back for consults because sometimes it's a lot. Um, and that gives me time to actually like think, you know, what I'm going to say to them, you know, make sure um, I'm not trying to sell that to them. I'm trying to tell them what the doctor recommends and what is the best option for them um, and make sure that I go over it with them thoroughly and that they understand, you know, what they're coming back for. What is one thing that you're the most terrified to to hear when you're presenting a treatment plan? Mm. 
you know how you get a vibe sometimes from people like um you feel like they may not have a whole lot and I don't want that to sound ugly um but it breaks my heart when somebody like I know they need certain treatment and you know they can't you maybe they can't afford it or something like that um I wish I was one of those people that says hey I let me pay for this for you. Let, let me do this for you. Um, they just, they'll show a different demeanor. And both of the doctors are really good about knowing those kind of patients, you know, and, and helping them um, when they need to be helped. But I think not so much as like them rejecting treatment, because I don't think we really have a whole lot of that. Um, you know, and if it's anything, it's probably like, now, I can't do a crown right now. Can we just fill the tooth until, you know, a little bit later on? You know, we get a lot of that. Um, but it's not so much as actually re rejected treatment. Um, I Sometimes I have to have hard conversations with patients. Like, nobody likes to discuss financial stuff. That's just not, right. I don't think that's anywhere yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Nobody wants to discuss money. Um, and I think that's where... You know, they, a lot of patients like, well, my insurance will cover this. Well, no, you know, a lot of people don't know about their insurance. So they don't know like, okay, your insurance only covers 30% of this. You have to pay the other 70%. And they, they think it's supposed to cover all of it. That's, that's a lot of hard. Insurance is really hard. <laughs> right. I've had to learn that. And I've only learned that, you know, like within the past five years, having to do this with different insurance companies. So, um, I will say, like for anything medical, anything insurance dictates everything, and I hate that. I don't, right. I don't like that for people, um, especially like medical wise. Like, they it's not necessarily what's best for a patient. Yeah, Correct. It's what's best for insurance companies. Yes, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. Yes. Wow. And you guys yes. are still growing. Yes. Every day, I don't know that um, we we are probably one office in the wiregrass that are actually still taking new patients. A lot of, a lot of practices have actually stopped taking new patients because they can't, they don't know, have nowhere to put them. Mm -hmm. They don't have nowhere to see them because they have so many patients. Is it because people are moving in into this area or what, why there are so many patients? I don't know. Actually, when Dr. Rao and I come to Dothan yesterday, I said, uh, Dothan's just grown from when I was a little girl and I just turned 37 years old and it used to not be this big. Like they're expanding the roads, doing four lane roads, like the, even the communities going back like towards the Wicksburg area. It's just like subdivision after subdivision, you know, and I think it is, I don't know if people are trying to get away from the bigger cities and come down here, which in, in my eyes, Dothan is a big city because I'm not used to anything else. But, um, I think it's, you have so many, I could, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many dental practices are in Dothan. Um, but I mean, some of them are, are probably taking new patients, just not like seeing the doctor. You have right. to come through hygiene or something right. like that, you know? So, but yes, we're still taking new patients and we're, I mean, some days our phone doesn't stop ringing, which is a blessing, wow. but, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a lot because it's a need. And I think it's a need all over. You know, I think there's a need for dentists. I think there's a need for hygienists. Um, and I don't think it's just in the wiregrass. I'm pretty sure it's probably throughout. Yeah. Why is it called wiregrass? Um, 
really don't know. <laughs> I probably should know that. And what is wiregrass? It's just, we just call it the wiregrass area, like the Dothan area. So like all the cities around, I really don't know. You have put me on the spot with that one and I do not know why. Yeah, the I was trying to explain to my wife and I, I have no clue. <laughs> which is, I said wiregrass and I see sometimes the signs will say, Wiregrass. So like wiregrass areas. Yes. I'm like, okay, interesting. It's not the city. It's not the county. No, you're going, I'm going to have to figure that one out. Okay. Because I really don't know. I just, we've always called it the wiregrass area. So I, I feel like it's just like Dothan and the surrounding like counties is what right. it is. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you see yourself working with uh, Dr. Markham for as long as you can? Until I retire. Really? <laughs> I hope he never lets me go. Yes. Okay. What makes it that way? Because, you know, it's not just you wanting, but it's him providing the work environment that that's for you, like you want to stay. So yes. I'm really curious. Um, he, he is a great boss. Like I, I've, for me and for my family, he, he's been such a blessing. Um, I'll cry about it. No, he's just, he's just good good to his employees um you know if you have a family need he's he's there for you he's there for your family um you know since i've been at the practice uh charlie was one or she was about to be two when i started the practice with him my first little girl Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and um so my husband and i had lost two children in between having landry gate and um you know i had to have surgery with them but he he and Sarah were just there no matter what, you know, um, the time I needed, you know, if I needed to take off and he's with that for any of, any of the employees. Um, if you have family need, you know, he, he's a family person and he wants, and so is Dr. Al, you know, your family comes first. Um, which my dental practice is my family too. You know, I see them more than I do my own family, even though, you know, my kids are at school most of the day then you go and pick them up and you have supper with them. You have a couple of hours and it's start all over again, you know? Right. So, um, but daughter Markham's good too. I've told him several times and I just, I pray that he keeps me and he never lets me go. But, um, yeah, I just love working there. That's amazing. Yes. I was actually hoping to see Sarah, his wife uh, yes, on the trip. Sweet. Yes. She's yeah. precious. Yes. I remember the calls. She was awesome. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's, um, She's so smart, and it's like she has an answer for everything. It's funny because when she comes in the office, uh, sometimes our TVs, you know, won't work. Something will be messed up with them, or our computers. And it's like she walks in the room, and they start working. Wow. I said, "We just you just have right. that feel whenever she comes in the yeah. room. She fixes everything. Yeah, even yeah. computers will listen. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. That's yep. awesome. I kind of miss again. Like I keep saying this, um, this feel of, you know, maybe Southern family oriented family first and building the practice that way it's it's, i think it's unique yes Mm -hmm. and i wish more i wish more offices would have taken that approach Mm -hmm. um because a lot especially during covid it was pretty weird yes to see how people were turning and and on both sides doctors weren't treating their team members properly and the team members weren't treating their employees employers properly Mm -hmm. like with some weird stuff and Everybody was a little worried, and thankfully, it's all settled down mm-hmm. now that people can see the differences and stuff. And my biggest worry was um, for practices like yours that everybody said, okay, now with COVID, it's going to accelerate, and all these group practices will buy them out. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's my biggest fear. And that's my biggest worry that once that happens, we're going to lose that family feel in, in the job security for people like yourself, mm-hmm. that you can join the team and enjoy working and not being ashamed for taking the time off if you need to. It's not right. like, you know, you need to feel bad that you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, when, and it doesn't mean that you're going to slow down the next day. Mm-hmm. You're going to come back. You're going to work even harder because you feel that, you know, you appreciate that you're, you're, you're working in such a workplace. Right. So that's, that's probably my biggest fear when I look at the dentistry is I would not want that to happen. Right. To that, for that to yes. go away. Yes. Well, I don't think our practice is going anywhere. That's <laughs> I awesome. can tell you that. I, I pray that it doesn't, but I mean, we're thriving and, um, you know, we have a lot of the patients to take care of and we want to be there for them. And if nobody else is, they can come see, see right. us and so we'll take care of them. Right. <laughs> and maybe we'll bring some of the officers from northern part of the country to to see you guys that's and, right and we will teach them that family is first and uh all of our southern bells and whistles that we have <laughs> right exactly thank you thank you Haley. yes i appreciate it yes you're welcome Thanks so much thank you so much <laughs>